Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of Stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Joey Harris. Folks, the saga of the strange things in my life continues. The wife's tire saga continued last week, and we just went ahead and put her regular tires on. The snow tires were just shot, and we had gotten four winters out of them, which is more than you can ever ask for four and a half winters out of them and the guy was taking them off and he comes out I'm waiting in the lobby he comes out and he's like you don't want these back do you I said no no you can you can toss those and he said okay good like he couldn't in good conscience give them back to me we we got those switched out and you drive it around a little bit. You have to go back the next day to have them retorque it, and make sure the tires are not going to fall off. So I come back and I say I need my tires retorqued, and I would like to make an appointment to get my tires rotated and balanced. And so the guy says, "Sure, we can do that." So I make an appointment for the next day. I go in and they put my truck up to rotate the tires and. The tread is severely worn on the inside of my driver's side tire, so much so that the cord in the nylon is showing it has worn through the rubbers. And at this point, I was thinking, yeah, my tires are the original tires that are on the truck. Truck's got almost 75,000 miles on it, and it's probably time. You know, I felt like the dad from A Christmas Story. They were round, and they had once been made of rubber. So I had to get all four tires replaced on that. And if that wasn't enough, also last week I like to get out during the day, just take a little walk, get some fresh air, and I'm walking with my wife, and she's slightly behind me, and I must have turned back or slightly turned back to say something to her or something, and I stepped off of the sidewalk. Boom, fell face first. I realized that I went loose. I told her I went loose about halfway through. And as I hit the ground, I hit the ground hard. But I kind of rolled through it so that it wasn't just a total wipeout. Like I went down, but I think if I had not gone loose and rolled through, it would have been much worse with that. So all banged up banged my knee up, scrapes and all of that. I just, my stomach hurt again and I'm, I'm just, I'm banged up. This is the bang up year, I guess. But we continued after a little delay last week because of the tire situation. My wife and I continued our weekly date night and this was date night grocery store chopped game we were to each go to the grocery store we went together but then separated and we each needed to grab five items not see what the other person is getting 
and then come home and we could use something in our home to help us, but we couldn't go get something else, make those items to make a dinner. I had a plan in mind. I got canned chicken. I got green beans. I got egg noodles. I got cream of mushroom soup. And I got the French's fried onions. I had a plan in place. You can make something good with those, with those things. My wife knew that I had a plan in place. And her job was to create chaos and ruin my plan. So listen to what she grabs. Confetti frosting. Chicken hot dogs. Pork carnitas seasoning. A peach. And a package of broccoli slaw. And I'm just looking at it like, what can we make from this? So we find a website and she starts putting them in. And she's like, ooh, with a couple of modifications, I found something for us. So we took the egg noodles. You boil those. They went in with the cream of mushroom soup, the green beans, the package of broccoli slaw, the canned chicken, uh, some fresh chicken that I had I'd gotten. We added that to it, um, the fried onions on top, and some other things, and made like a casserole with that. Then we had some low-carb tortilla wraps. She took the pork carnita seasoning mixed it in with some sour cream and took the chicken hot dogs, put in the middle of that, put the, some of the seasoning on it and made like roll ups, like um, almost like a, a quesadilla, but like a hot dog quesadilla, a case of hot dog, I guess. And, and roll those up and we had those. She cut the peach up with some other fruits that we had and we had sort of a uh, fruit salad and then found a recipe for mug cakes so we took two coffee mugs and uh, mixed up a batter for a cake and covered it with the funfetti and baked those microwave those actually it, it turned out okay the fruit salad was wonderful the case of hot dogs the case of dogs very salty very salty with the carnitas taco mix. Yeah, would not recommend. The casserole was not bad. It was very bland. There was not a lot of flavor to it. Probably would not do that again. And the mug cakes were just mm, deliciousness in a mug. Worth it. So it was interesting. It was an interesting date night that we had, but... So we're continuing that. The next thing that we're doing is finishing a puzzle that we started back in December. That's our next date night. And that's supposed to commence tonight as I'm recording this. So I'll let you all know. Plus, we got this week, this past week, the migration started to Peacock. And okay, so far, I wish more things would be uploaded. But they've actually uploaded more things than I thought that they were going to do. I thought they were going to concentrate. Oh, well, we've got the fast lane pay-per-view coming up. Here's all the old fast lanes. And then they would upload all of the WrestleManias before WrestleMania. They actually have done more, but then I got spoiled. I'm like, each day checking it. More stuff needs to go up. More stuff needs to go up. While still relying heavily 
on the WWE Network before it goes off the internet on April 4th. So still working on that. I have about a week left of my subscription anyway before I was going to have to re-up. So then I'll be relying solely on Peacock content. I hope that they have more stuff uploaded until then. But of the stuff that they have uploaded, I was extremely pleased. Like, other than the music, which you knew that they were not going to secure the music rights to old ECW pay-per-views. Looks like a lot of the other stuff is still on there now. Of course, I've not gone through everything, but... Again, most stuff, it seems like, is on there. I just wish they would upload more of it because I've reached the point where there's some shows that I need to cover, but I can't write notes on it because they're not uploaded yet, so I can't look at them yet, but what are you going to do, right? Regardless of that, today we take a look at The Great American Bash 1990 from WCW. The Great American Bash 90, The New Revolution, took place on July 7th, 1990 from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. There were 14,000 people in attendance. Before we begin, Dave Sierra beats Mr. X in a dark match. We get our opening credits. Jim Ross and Bob Caudle welcome us to Baltimore and talk about the main event. Buddy Landale versus Brian Pillman. They go at it with chops to each other to begin. A buddy chant goes out. Landell selling hard for Pillman. JR gets Pillman's football career in, so if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. Landell has his share of fans here. Pillman won't go down for a three count. They trade chops. Back and forth match. Pillman wins with a high cross body. Gordon Soley runs down some of the matches we will see tonight. We then go to the Iron Sheik versus Mike Rotunda. We've reached the point where Mike Rotunda has gone from wrestling team captain to sailboat captain. We probably should have had a ceremony for that. JR works in their amateur credentials, so take a shot. A USA chant goes out. The Sheik looks pregnant here. Rotunda hits a nice drop kick. Sheik slows it down. They hit each other hard. Sheik can't get the pin. Rotunda fights back. Sheik tosses Rotunda outside, but doesn't follow. Rotunda wins with a backslide. Gordon Soule interviews Holly Race. Race mentions that Tommy Rich beat him once for the NWA title, and he will beat Rich tonight. Dutch Mantel versus Doug Furness. Nice ovation for Furness. JR and Bob ponder where Old Trough, Texas is. Furness has an amateur athletic career, so take a shot. Bob puts over his future Smoky Mountain Wrestling broadcast partner, Dutch. The crowd solidly behind Furnace and Pop when he does his signature power moves. Mantel doing some great cheating moves. Furnace hits a nice drop kick. JR works in that Furnace and Mickey Mantle come from the same hometown. Furnace works the arm. Furnace misses a top rope splash. It goes outside where Mantel hits a short clothesline. Furnace gets the win after a belly to belly suplex. Gordon Soley talks to Jim Cornette. He says the Southern boys don't have what it takes to become champions. Tommy Rich versus Harley Race. Battle of former NWA world champions. Race wearing his old King trunks over his singlet. Race thrown shoulder first into the post. Race hits a high knee and a pile driver on Rich. It goes outside 
to the runway and race hits the suplex. Rich comes back. The announcers are putting over the history between the two. JR says race must be a fan of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, right. It spills over to the outside. Race rolls through a crossbody to get the pin. Gordon Sola interviews Paulie and Mean Mark. They say that Lex Luger is half the man that Mean Mark is. Look at Mark Calloway and just think that Ole Anderson saw absolutely nothing in him. United States Tag Team Championship match. The Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane with Jim Cornette versus the Southern Boys, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. This is the match of the night for me. They brawl in and out of the ring. Eaton gets caught up top. Armstrong in control. The Midnight Express slow the pace down. Smothers showing some good moves. The Southern Boys in control early. Lane tagged in. Smothers and Lane go at it in martial arts moves. Smothers gets the best of it to the delight of the crowd. The Midnight Express regroup. The Southern Boys solidly in control though. The Southern Boys do a double pin attempt at one point. Jim Cornette is apoplectic. Lane throws Smothers outside when the referee is distracted. The crowd pops for Smothers' fall from the apron to the barricade. Vintage Midnight Express here. Lane tagged in and the Midnight Express are tagging effectively. All four in at one point. They hit Steve Armstrong with the rocket launcher for a two and a half count. Lane hits Smothers with a savat kick and Eden pins him to win. Gordon Soley talks to the fabulous Freebirds. They say they are going to dominate the Steiners and there are two things the Steiners can do about it. Nothing and like it. Tom Zink versus Big Van Vader. Welcome to WCW Big Van Vader. He comes out with the full headgear and mask. His pre-match ritual lasts longer than the match. Zink is just pummeled by Vader. Gordon Sully then talks to the horsemen. They say they are not worried about a thing tonight. The Fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin versus the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott. The crowd solidly behind the Steiners. Very un-PC chant goes out towards the Freebirds. The Steiners keep the advantage throughout. Some loud, not-so-good chants break out again. J.R. talks about the Freebirds being popular in parts of San Francisco. No comment on that one. Yikes. Scott gets the Frankensteiner on Hayes. Rick hits the belly-to-belly -belly on Hayes, and Scott pins him. They talk about Halloween Havoc being the next WCW pay-per-view. Jim Ross and Bob Caldwell talk about the matches coming up. Arn Anderson, Sid Vicious, and Barry Windham versus Paul Orndorff, the Junkyard Dog, and Eligante. The faces with the early advantage. All six men in and the horsemen roll out. JR says Eligante is bigger than Andre the Giant. JYD no-sells a Wyndham DDT. The crowd wants Vicious tagged in. The horsemen throw JYD over the top rope for the DQ. Eligante then clears the ring. Gordon Soley then talks to Lex Luger. He says that he is going to take care of Mean Mark and Sting is going to take care of Ric Flair. NWA United States Championship match. Lex Luger versus Mean Mark Callis with Paul E. Dangerously. Luger gets a nice ovation coming out. Take a shot because Luger's college and pro career is brought up. They do some chain wrestling spots. Callis's athletic career also brought up. A Paul E. Sucks chant goes out. Back and forth match. Callis in control. He walks the ropes. Luger tumbles out of the ring. 
Luger then comes back. He gets Callus up in the torture rack, but the referee gets hit in the melee. Paulie comes in and hits Luger with the phone. Luger kicks out at two. He kicks Callus and gets the pin on him after a clothesline. Gordon Soley interviews Sting. It's your normal Sting interview where he is confident that he will emerge victorious in the main event. NWA World Tag Team Championship match. Doom, Butch Reed, and Ron Simmons with Teddy Long versus the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Shot King Jim Ross talks Doom's athletic background. Gibson almost gets a quick pin on Simmons. Reed and Morton are tagged in. Doom then punches Gibson. Rock and Roll coming back. Doom double teaming. Morton playing his roles to perfection. Rock and Roll chant goes out. Doom cheating freely behind the ref's back. Rock and Roll coming back. Gibson tagged in. Tries to take both members of Doom on. It breaks down. Reed hits a big shoulder block on Gibson and pins him. Gordon Soley interviews Ric Flair. He says tonight he will be the man one more time. JR and Bob Caudle then preview the main event. NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Ric Flair versus Sting. The dudes with attitude are out with Sting to counteract the horsemen. Jim Hurd demands that Ole Anderson be handcuffed to Elegante. The crowd is hot for this one. Sting looking good early. Flair takes it to the outside, but Sting is dominant. Flair then on the offensive, and he slows it down. Sting seemingly has an answer to all of Flair's moves. It then goes back outside. Flair goes after the injured leg. Sting absorbs punishment. Flair goes back to the knee. Sting back on the offense. He goes for the scorpion. The horsemen come out, and the dudes with attitude fight them on the ramp. Flair gets to the ropes. Flair is desperate. He opens up the chop house. He goes for the figure four, but Sting gets an inside cradle to win. New champion, and the crowd goes wild. Gordon Soley interviews Sting. He calls Flair the greatest champion of all time, and he has big shoes to fill. JR and Bob talk about the ending of the match and Sting being the new champion. They then push Halloween Havoc before the credits roll. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 